Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, the grand finale. On that fateful morning, the people gathered to pay the Empress homage. The crowds filed into her palace, looking at her in her regal robes, standing at the top of the steps. Many brought flowers that they laid at her feet. In the crowd was a young worker carrying a vase full of beautiful flowers. Anyone seeing him would think he was a faithful subject of the Empress. No one saw, carefully hidden in the vase, the dynamite. The country was experiencing great unrest. There was a growing rejection of the Empress's rule infecting the people. This young man was among those who plotted her demise. His bomb and timed fuse would terminate the Empress. The young man with the flowers joined those approaching the Empress. Pushing his way through the crowd, he got close enough to place the vase at her feet amid the many other flowers from her subjects. He then quietly moved on, leaving the vase with its time bomb mere feet from the empress. The ceremonies continued. Throughout, the empress remained at her spot amid the flowers and the hidden dynamite. Tick, tick, tick. The young assassin watched everything nervously, every second feeling like an eternity. Maybe something went wrong. Maybe the fuse was bad. Maybe the explosive was bad. Maybe he did not set everything up properly. Maybe. Then, boom! The palace shook with the deafening blast. In an instant, everything was wreathed in smoke. Chunks of marble and stone flew everywhere. The crowd was thrown into confusion, bordering on panic. The young assassin peered through the coughing figures in the smoke, straining to see his handiwork. Gradually, the smoke cleared, revealing the full extent of the damage. The windows were shattered. The walls were cracked. Massive brass decorations were bent and twisted like putty. The Empress stood amid the wreckage, completely unharmed. She looked down sadly at the horrible scene. Despite being mere feet from the dynamite, she was not 
even scratched. None of her subjects were seriously hurt either, but they were furious. They began searching through the crowds, looking for who was responsible, intent on swift justice for the villain who had tried to harm their empress. The would-be assassin, pale and incredulous, made a run for it. These were trying times for the country. Hostile forces within were seeking to dislodge the royalty upon whom the people relied. Specifically, these secularists were set on destroying the rule of Christ the King in that country. Many people believed that the anti-Catholic government itself instigated this attack. And it was certainly true that they worked to shield the villain from consequences. However, this attempted attack on the Empress became a stunning demonstration of her miraculous nature. It was not the Empress herself who was physically present and whom this would-be assassin tried to destroy, but rather her image that had miraculously appeared on an Indian cactus fiber garment 400 years earlier, leading to the conversion of literally millions. While the church and the marble high altar were damaged, and the 70-pound bronze altar cross was twisted and warped by the explosion. Not even the thin glass covering the image was damaged. The image of the Empress of the Americas, Our Lady of Guadalupe. And for this week, that's the word. Before we jump into the afterword, Father James and I have to announce that this will be the last episode of That's the Word for a while. We don't have any plans to continue making more stories at this time. We've been doing this now for two and a half years, and we're really proud of what we've done and all the stories that we've told. But we're in a very different place than we were two and a half years ago. Back then, Father James was a seminary formator coming off of working at a parish for a while. And so he had a lot more free time. And I had a lot of free time. I just had my work and that was about it. Now, Father James has a parish and a school. I have a lot of other things that I'm working on these days. It never wanted this to become a job. This was always a hobby. And frankly, these days we have more urgent things to work on, especially with regards to the church, especially Father James. We just don't have the time to dedicate to making the quality of stories that we want to tell. We never knew that we were going to be able to share over 130 stories. And it truly has been something that is rewarding for me, I presume also for John Peter. And I want to let everyone know this wasn't a spontaneous decision either. 
John Peter and I have been talking about this for several weeks now. We first talked about it in March, and it was interesting. He and I both had the same thoughts, and we didn't realize each other were thinking the same things. But we wanted to make sure we ended well for now. And I just want to re-echo thanks to all of you for your support, for all the ideas, for all the feedback, for the answers to the trivia. And also, I do want to give a big thank you to John Peter. He is the producer of the podcast. Without him, this really could not have happened. I lend my voice, and he does the rest. And so I'm just ever grateful to John Peter, also our family, and to all of you for just supporting us. If it was simply by listening or speaking to us, I can't tell you how many people come up and say, you know, Father, we listen to your podcast. We love it. And that's, that's reward for John Peter and I. We are very happy where we are at this point, and we hope that you continue to find those wholesome tales that are out there in this world that is here to strengthen and build up our families. I'm ever grateful for the opportunity to do all this research on these stories. And I really do encourage everyone, most of these stories come from books on the saints. And they're not that hard to read, most of them. So definitely pick up some books on the saints and read through them and read them with your families. And also, I'm not going to let Father James downplay his role in this either. He wrote many of the stories. And there is something to be said for somebody whose profession involves a lot of public speaking. And before anyone asks, we are going to get those episodes that we promised listing our favorite episodes out there at some point. One final note, John Peter, would you agree with me that a great lesson we learned was to make sure that you always uncover the truth of the story? Yes. Don't trust the internet. There's so many times where we hear a story and we say, oh yeah, well, somebody said that. I heard this from somewhere else and it's a reliable source, but there's nothing as important as to understand the whole truth of the matter. And that applies to everything in life. I mean, Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He comes to set us free. And I think a great lesson that you and I both learned in telling these stories to get to the truth of the matter and actually where you find the whole truth, there's actually something quite, quite beautiful in each and every story. There are many details in this story that were kind of ambiguous given the variety of sources that we had, which was very limited and primarily in Spanish. One of the things was you might be questioning the 70 pound cross. We got that from a source that said it was a 34 kilogram cross. I thought our cross was big. And I even asked John Peter, I said, John Peter, maybe it wasn't quite 70 pounds because it doesn't seem that big because we saw one picture of it. Then he found another picture where somebody or a bunch of people were up right next to the cross. And we're like, yes, that's a big crucifix. And you can go see the crucifix in person. It's on display at the Basilica at the shrine. Now it's trivia time. Dun, 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 dun. Last story's trivia question was, under what pretext was Blessed Miguel Pro executed? The answer is, he was accused of participating in an assassination attempt on the former president of Mexico. Since we do not have a trivia question for this last episode, 
I do want to share something that happened recently from one of our young listeners. He shared with me that he listens to our podcast. And then he said to me, now it's trivia time. Ta-da! If you enjoyed That's the Word, well, we're still going to leave these episodes up here. So feel free to share these stories. You can see the story extras for this story at thunderrock.org, where you can see this giant altar cross that was bent out of shape. It's seriously bent out of shape. It's pretty incredible. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, which we're not going to be sending out anymore. But if you want to hear about what we do in the future, if we do something more in the future, you can subscribe there. And you can find our social links in our email if you want to get in touch with us. Thanks for listening. And never forget that in this world, there are many more wholesome tales for the whole family.